Welcome to Raw Relationships, the podcast that keeps relationships real and wonderful. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. Well, good evening, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to my podcast. Tonight, I will be interviewing Eric Twiggs. Um, Eric is an expert in overcoming procrastination and the author of The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. As a certified life coach and certified neuro-linguistics programming practitioner, Eric has conducted over 28,000 coaching sessions with executives and entrepreneurs. He has also led organizations of 500 or more people in corporate America and shared his message with corporations, associations, and congregations across the country. You will receive proven practical principles to help you maximize your time, minimize your stress, and break the procrastination habit so you can accomplish your goals and achieve fulfillment. So without further ado, please welcome your procrastination prevention partner, Eric M. Twiggs. Welcome, Eric. How are you? Hey, Melissa. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm great. Awesome. So tell us about what you do. Tell us about how many people you you deal with about procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a very common struggle. I'll, I'll tell you that much. So I go around doing presentations and workshops for associations and congregations and various organizations just talking about different strategies related to overcoming procrastination. So the content for the book, The Discipline of Now, came from the over 28,000 coaching sessions I've done over the years with various entrepreneurs. One, one thing I've discovered is that is the number one stumbling block that holds people back is this mm-hmm. procrastination habit. Mm-hmm. So why do we procrastinate? It's a complicated question, mm-hmm. but it, it boils down to fear. It's, I went, before I really started digging into this issue, I just thought you know, if someone procrastinated, they were just being lazy or just yeah. something that they didn't want to do. But usually fear is a primary motivator. Right, so you have the fear of success, you have the fear of failure, you have the fear of the unknown, which, and those right. fears cause people to hesitate. Right, okay. Now what about um, different levels of procrastination? Because I know myself, I am, I am a major procrastinator, um, but it seems for me I procrastinate more on little things, like important things I don't procrastinate. I make sure those things get done, um, but the little things like um, laundry, <laughs> dishes, you know, little tedious things. Um, is there such a thing as a, like different kinds of procrastinators? Well, so the book is designed to provide tools based off of, like, your personality type. And mm-hmm. just one of the things I've – because I'm very similar to you in that the things that I don't perceive being vital to, like, where I'm trying to go and vital to my mm-hmm. purpose, those would be mm-hmm. things that, I'll, that I would even procrastinate on if I'm not careful. 
Mm-hmm. Even it could be things like doing expense reports and just some of those little time-consuming things that you really can't, you don't have a big connection to the big picture. So it could be doing household chores. So mm-hmm. that person, there's a certain personality type that, that type A personality, just from from my research, kind of that driver, uh, dominant personality, they, they have the highest likelihood of procrastinating on some of those little tasks that they don't really see relevant to the bigger picture. Right, okay. And then maybe not so much based on fear, but based on, like, what's more important, kind of. Right, right. So they're thinking about career, thinking about the goals they've set, thinking about... Now, doing laundry is important, right? (laughs) Or it can become more important if it starts to pile up. Yeah, exactly. So so the key is, can you create systems to do those little things that 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 way that keeps you on task and keeps you focused on the bigger picture. Right. So like routines and and that kind of sort of thing. Right. Mhm. Yeah, that's where I that's where I kind of that's my easiest way to get it is if I do it, you know, a little bit every day instead of waiting for it all to pile up, then right. I can at least do one load a day. <laughs> so I've got two little boys and a husband, and it's like the laundry could just get piled up so fast. <laughs> but if I do one load a day, then I can kind of, you know, it may not get all the way through the whole cycle. It may just get to the dryer, but <laughs> right. as long as it gets started, then I feel like I've kind of accomplished something. And that kind of leads me to my next question. Do you find that people that procrastinate, um, like it may be almost like a backwards kind of thing, so they procrastinate and then they feel um, bad about it, you know, like bad about themselves maybe for putting something off that they should have? Yeah, it's funny you say that. So typically this is like this vicious cycle. So mm-hmm. there may be something that's, let's say it's something that's due at work and mm-hmm. they feel anxiety about, maybe it's a, maybe they have to do a presentation. They feel anxiety about the presentation, so the anxiety leads them to procrastinate. But then once right. they start procrastinating, they start feeling anxiety about the fact that they're not doing what they know they should be doing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just this, this vicious cycle and you start feeling that stress and that anxiety, and it really becomes unhealthy. Yeah, yeah, and it, I think it definitely could be. Like, I know for myself, too, um, same thing with, uh, I don't know if it's procrastination, but I don't plan a lot, so I'll just kind of wing it. Or, like, if I have to do a test, I don't study, I just do it. Right. Um, or I'll, I'll say I'm going to study, but then I never do. So I guess it is kind of procrastination in a way. Um, I'm just lucky, and I always pass. <laughs> I guess um, that's luck, maybe. Um, but I know that stress is like, oh, I should be doing this. I should be, I should be, I should be. Right. So it's constantly on your mind, whereas if you were just to do it, that wouldn't be there. But right. why is it that we have such a problem not just doing it, other than fear, um, which I think fear is probably the biggest reason if it's something. It's right up there, um, yes. Yeah, so, but go ahead. So you look for other reasons we procrastinate. Another big one is perfectionism. Mm, okay. so, so we have this thing where it has to be perfect, and I, I have to have all the steps laid out. 
before I can move forward. And one of the things I, I say, I, I tell groups all the time, is that you can't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. Mm-hmm. No, right. Sometimes you just, you just have to move forward. And sometimes uh, done is better than perfect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That makes perfect sense. I think that's that's a huge uh, statement because, you know, for those, like, I, I'm not a perfectionist in any way, shape, or form, um, but I know some people that are, and it really kind of holds them back. Right, right, because you you're know? not always going to have all of the answer and every every detailed work at, worked out. Sometimes you just have to move forward, and as you move mm-hmm. forward, the next steps start to reveal themselves. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So um, I kind of want to touch on the neuro-linguistics programming. Can you tell us a little bit about that and maybe where it fits in with procrastination and maybe how do you use it in your practice? Yes, yeah, so neuro-linguistic programming, it's, it's a study that started back in the 1970s and it, and it really has that the founders of NLP, which is the, the acronym, they studied these therapists that were having great success with you know, curing patients of the different ailments, and, and they found out what were the specific things, what the specific hatter, patterns um, that they had in common. And so it just became this, this body. Uh, and, and understanding neuroscience has really helped me to help people with the procrastination habit because one of the things that we focus on with neurolinguistic program programming is the power of that, of understanding your values and i actually mm-hmm. have a, a chapter in the book where i talk about you know getting clear on what your values are because the decisions we make tie back to the things that we value and then right. that's really it, when, when you're doing things that are, are truly aligned with your values you'll find that you procrastinate a whole lot less because the motivation right. is going to be there. Right. So that's right. for me, when it comes to neuro-linguistic programs, programming, that's one of the key areas is really getting, getting clear on what it is you value. And the way to do that is so if you take your goal, right, you've got a goal, you want to accomplish something, asking yourself what is, what, what's so important about that. Mm-hmm. And usually when you ask yourself, the, the answer to that question is, Ties back to a feeling. I'll, I'll have this feeling of accomplishment. I'll feel mm-hmm. like I'm making progress. I'll, something along those lines. I, I'll feel this sense of freedom. That those mm-hmm. are things. Those words you use. Those are things that you value. And when you really focus on those values, and you tie that to the action, you find that you procrastinate less. Right. Because some people value, say, family, but if they're out working away from home and they're not with their family, then it, kind of what they're doing is going against what they value, right? Correct. That, that is the perfect example. So I've, I've helped people mm-hmm. because they, they now understand that so the time they're wasting at work at the water cooler, that's time they're mm-hmm. taking away from their family. Mm-hmm. So when, once, yeah, once they really make that clear link to what they value, they, they make the most of their time at work. So they end up working harder so that when they go home, they don't have to take work home. Right, right. That's a great That's example, Melissa. Yeah, yeah, I think, like I know for myself, I've, I've dealt with 
for me that family is number one. That's a, a value that's huge to me. Um, yes. And for me, I do everything I can to work from home so I can be home with my babies, you know. Um, And if I was to work outside of the home, I wouldn't be happy. Um, I would be miserable, actually. (laughs) Um, So for me, like I think, and I think there's so many people out there that, you know, they have a good job, they make a lot of money, but they you know, they're gone and they're gone maybe for even a month at a time. And right. then they wonder why they're not happy. Like they have all this money, but they're not happy. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So that makes sense with, right. why, you know, when you're, when things just aren't aligned properly. And sometimes I think, you know, we don't even see that unless it's pointed out. And that's why I really like having people like yourself on my show so that we can, put it out there and hopefully our listeners can say, Oh, that makes total sense. You know, I'm making all this money, but I'm not happy because I just want to be with my kids, <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's huge. And, you know, like I think um, with the, let's go back to um, the fear um, part of it too, because I think that may even tie in with that. Right. Um fear based on their values so if if they're fearing um maybe failure or you know couldn't that tie in with with the same thing well yeah i think if if the activity is if you have a strong enough link to something that you value i think you'll find that you're a lot less fearful Mm -hmm. because that that really becomes your your motivating force Right. So, if, for example, if you if you have this fear of being criticized and this and that, but if you tie that act, let's say it's giving this presentation, if you're saying, hey, if I if this presentation is successful, I can put my family, which I really value, I can put us in a much better position. You, mm-hmm. You'll you'll feel more emboldened to right. move forward. Right, because you're doing it for what you, you're doing it for what you believe in, right? Which Correct. makes you're, sense. And you're you clear on why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, when, and that's awesome. so huge. And one of the things yeah. we were mentioning, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, and, mm-hmm. and one of the presuppositions or one of the, just the, the statements that, 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 are, that are very common with neuro-linguistic programming is that there is no failure, there's only mm-hmm. feedback. Mm-hmm. And if you truly right. embrace that, that, hey, this, I'm supposed to learn. So even if, the, if things don't go perfectly, I'm going to learn from this experience, and it will mm-hmm. make me better as I continue to move yeah. forward. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of that, when I want to say like just about 10 years ago, um, my youngest daughter, I had done something. I'd failed. I just got divorced, and I was kind of being hard on myself. And I said something about being stupid or something, being, something about not being smart enough because I made the mistake. And my daughter looked at me. I think she was about seven years old. She looked at me and she said, Mom, mistakes are opportunities to learn. Uh, and I was like, wow, <laughs> where did that come that's from? That's profound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's so true, right? Because we have to make mistakes in order to learn and move forward. We yeah. also have to, you know, we should be welcome to feedback from people and ask for it maybe even, you know. 
Um, and maybe that, like I found for me, that's the best way is to, you know, obviously nobody likes to be um, criticized if it's not done constructively, right? But if you ask somebody for their feedback, chances are they're going to be like, oh, well, this is kind of what I thought, right? Right. So I think most people are pretty easy on each other, but in our minds, it's like, oh my God, they might do this. They might do that. You know, we have this thought process that goes on when we're not for sure about ourselves to start with. Right. Exactly. And that can get us in trouble, I think. <laughs> yes. And and you, yeah. I think you touched on something too that's very important in the book. I talk about kind of the first, you know, I've, I've come up with this procrastination prevention pyramid where it kind of gives you mm-hmm. different steps to overcome procrastination. And the first step talks about, over, you know, having the right attitude and really mm-hmm. being careful as far as how you talk to yourself. Mm, yeah. So if you make a mistake, if you, and if, if, you just, if you just sit back and monitor the thoughts that come into your mind, you'll find that most of them are negative. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. our nature because our mind is trying to protect us from danger and things that warn us of incoming dangers. So most of the yeah. thoughts that come through our mind are, are negative, and we really need to monitor that and watch how we talk to ourselves and be mm-hmm. careful with the word "should." Like when you say when yeah. you say to yourself, "I should be doing this," oh man, I should be taking, I should be doing the laundry, I should be, should, should, mm-hmm. should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're more when you say the word "should," you're more likely not to do it. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a kid, don't touch that, and then they, like, right. reach out. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right, if you tell it, like, I have a four-year-old, and if I say, you shouldn't do that, there's a good chance he's going to do whatever I said he shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's, so it's, it's yeah. key how we talk to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so that is just so important. It is. I, I agree with you there. Um, because so much, there's so much negative and sometimes we don't even notice it. Like I was working with a client not too long ago and in the conversation, I heard her call herself fat four times. And so I found, um, I actually think it's an NLP, uh, pro, um, paper, uh, whatever you, you want to call it, handout, and it really talks about, you know, when you have a negative thought, it's like a diary. So you write down the thought. And then you write down the evidence supporting the thought. Right. And then, right. So um, I think that's if we can really be aware of that, because by the end of it, she had like eight negative thoughts in the day, but none of, well, one of them was valid but out of the eight. And the rest were just her talk to herself, that negative talk right. um, that she had to herself. And when she was done the form, it was like she felt so much better. She said it was so nice to be able to just work through it. So I'm assuming that you have something similar. Um, is it in your book or that would just be something that you kind of do with your coaching? Yeah, that, that would just kind of evolve as I'm, as I'm working with a client. If I would just came okay. across someone that was just constantly, you know, saying negative things about themselves, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the book really focuses on, you know, what, like there's a book, there is a book that I, re- that I reference in the book by a guy's mm-hmm. name is Dr. Shad Hemstetter. The book is titled okay. What You Say When You Talk to Yourself. Okay. It's a really good book to really help you to become more aware of your self-talk and to really mm-hmm. make sure you're using words that empower you 
And really, mm-hmm. you know, be careful with, like, even with procrastination. If you say, oh, I'm such a procrastinator. I am always, mm-hmm. I always procrastinate. I, I, I talk to people, I'm always late. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be very careful because you're, you're making an identity statement. And you'll yeah. tend to act yeah. out in accordance to whatever you, you, whatever comes with that I am. You have to really be careful yeah. with that. Yeah, and it is true because um, I'm the opposite. I'll say I'm always early. Even if it's yeah. an appointment that I don't like, I'm always early, and I am because it's just how I am. <laughs> right. Uh, but I think very much so. Like my, I know people that they're constantly, I am this, I am that. And it's like when I look at them, I don't see that. That's just something that they see, right? It's really ingrained in their mind for whatever reason. Usually I think it goes back to how they were raised or whatever, but um, it's it's kind of, we're so hard on ourselves. And I think that, you know, that's a good point you brought up is that checking the negative self-talk because we can't be doing that. We can't be so hard on ourselves because um, I know one thing I always preach is nobody's perfect. Nothing's perfect. We're human beings. <laughs> right. And to have that expectation of ourselves or other people is you're going to be disappointed every time. <laughs> right, right. It's all a process. So, We're all in this mm-hmm. process of getting better and just moving mm-hmm. forward. That's the key. Exactly. So you talk about that pyramid. Can you give us some of the other steps after after the negative self-talk? That are yeah, so, so that, that was the, the first rung on the pyramid was the attitude. Mm-hmm. And then next, is about your awareness. So you have to be aware of something as simple as like your power times. So we all have this, we have this genetic clock. So some people are morning persons. They have more energy early. And some mm-hmm. people are more night owls. They have their energy later in the evening. So the key mm-hmm. is scheduling your high-priority activities during those times when you have the most energy. Right. I mean, that's that that's very important there. And just be, you know, being in the talking about awareness, being aware of those things that distract you. Like right. I would recommend. So maybe, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. So I would recommend um, if you, you know, on your smartphone, just turn off all of the alerts and social media bings and notifications and things of that mm-hmm. nature. That those things that will distract you from pursuing mm-hmm. your goals. Mm-hmm. And they do, I think, for. Well, everybody probably, like I know for me, when I'm sitting down to work, I have to shut my phone off because it's just, I find myself, if something goes off, it's like, oh, it might be an important email. <laughs> it's like, that email can wait. <laughs> so so did you know that there's this thing, it's called phantom, this is an actual thing that's been diagnosed for people. It's called phantom mm-hmm. notification syndrome. Oh. So what that is. There's a big percentage of the population that they'll have their phone, they'll have it turned off, but they feel it vibrating in their pocket. Oh, I've heard of that, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they, they reach for it, oh, I've got a call. And yeah. It, right, it, and it's off. Yeah. So it's so the phone can be so distracting, it even distracts you when it's not on. So it's almost like an addiction maybe even when it gets to that point, eh? Hey? Right, you become so conditioned to checking it. Mm-hmm. That you that you feel it notifying you when it's not. Mm. I actually um, just listened to a podcast, and the guy said, um, "This is just the average human checks their phone a hundred times a day. That's average. Yeah. Some people yeah. are even more." 
Yeah, I've, I've heard up to 150. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, and Certainly. these, yeah, some people are even worse. But I've I've actually witnessed people, you know, um, my phone will go off and I'll be watching them and they go right in their pocket for their phone. <laughs> 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 and I just kind of shake my head. <laughs> right, right. My phone, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, and what would be the next step? In your so you program? have attitude, you have awareness. Next is animation. And animation really means your, your energy levels. So are you getting the right amounts of exercise? Because that's a good way to fight off the free radicals and uh, get good hormones going. You really get that nat, the, the natural high. Um, are you getting enough sleep? Because um, once you, if you're sleep deprived, your willpower is, is down and... Uh, so really, just becoming conscious of of your energy of your uh, energy mm-hmm. levels can really help you to overcome procrastination. That makes sense, I think, because like um, like how you said, you kind of thought people were lazy, but they're it's not laziness. But it could be maybe in that way, it could be mistaken for it. If they're tired, it's like I just don't feel like doing anything, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Especially when it comes to the the chores. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So definitely yeah. just being aware of your, uh, mm-hmm. your energy levels. And then next is automation. And that really has to do with there's something that's called uh, decision, decision fatigue. That, mm-hmm. you know, the more decisions that you have to make and things you have to process, it, just, it lowers your, your willpower. So anything oh, okay. you can do to automate some of the day-to-day decisions I mean, it could be something mm-hmm. as simple as setting up the thing in your email so that certain emails automatically go to certain folders. That's not a decision that you have to make. Mm-hmm. You know, it that could also sense. be something I've, I've, I've had problems with at times, which it could be delegating. My, my thing mm-hmm. was always, hey, nobody can do it like Eric, so Eric might as well do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. At the end of the day, Eric's tired. So, yeah. so the more decisions you have to make that – the, the less willpower you, you have, and you're more likely mm. to procrastinate. That makes sense, actually. When I think of, for myself, when I think of that, I think of um, something that I procrastinate on and drives me crazy is making dinner. Um, I feel like it's a huge task at the end of the day to figure out what we're going to have. Um, and what I did was I actually hired someone to make me meals for like a week and then I put them in the freezer so I don't have to worry about it I just pull it out and I put it in the oven <laughs> right right that's one less, I don't one less yeah it's one less thing that I have to worry about and I don't stress about it and it's not that I don't like cooking but it just it's like so much when you have like I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old so it's there's so much else going on plus I work from home so it's like the last thing I'm thinking about is cooking dinner. I already worried about breakfast and lunch. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, something like that. That makes perfect sense to me, just kind of putting it out there to other people or or even yourself, you know, one night a week, cook enough food for a week, and then you don't have to worry about it. And, yeah, it's all about minimizing those day-to-day decisions. There, I know, mm-hmm. like, Albert, people like Albert Einstein – and I've even heard a story about Barack Obama when he was president of the United States, where he had like a whole thing of the same color suits. 
<laughs> just so there was like one less decision he had to make each day as far as deciding right. what color to wear. Right. Yeah. That um, makes so, so those little things like that can really make you more productive over time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That makes sense. And is that the final one or is there more? Well, then the last one is activity. Activity. Okay. So that puts you at the top because really the – yeah, I say, you know, it puts you at the top of the pyramid but because you have to take action if you really want to make stay on top of your game. Mm-hmm. So so right. now you're ready to to take action. And at the activity level, it's really understanding your numbers and putting the – so if, for example, if you're looking for a job, you know, you need to know, okay, how many – how many resumes do I need to send out? When, when I got my last job, how many resumes did I send out? How many interviews did I? And so you know, so now it's a numbers game. So I take the emotion out of it. Mm-hmm. So whatever my if my number is okay, so I sent out I have to send out twenty resumes, you know, to get three interviews. So that yeah. means I've got a five resumes a day. Right. So if I'm coaching someone, I'll ask them, okay. I hear, I hear you say you don't feel like doing this and that, but did you send out your five resumes? We agree. So because yeah. the, the, the numbers take the emotion out of it. Right, right. Yeah, because then it's just do it. <laughs> right, you right. have a goal. You have a, yeah, you have something to to get to and then it's done. <laughs> exactly, right. So, you know, every day there's a certain number that you have to meet. And then that's when in the act, in the activity part of it we talk about, you know, having your to-do list and making the list at the so the, at the end of the day for the following day. Okay. And and that's powerful because I think you touched on it earlier. A lot of times, like when, when I didn't make lists and things like that, I always felt like I, I had this feeling of guilt. Like you know, there's something I really should be doing that I'm not mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. You know, I could be doing yeah. more to improve business. I could be doing more, but when when I know I've made a list of what I have to do that once I've gotten that done, I'm done for the day. And if I want to do more, I can. Yeah, then then you can actually, yeah. Right. You can go above and beyond. That makes right. I'm in the bonus round if I, if I do, decide to do more. But I'm not walking mm-hmm. around with this, this kind of lingering feeling of guilt, feeling like there's something mm-hmm. I should be doing. Yeah, yeah. I know I do the same thing with um, – I'm getting better with lists. But um, when I go to the grocery store – I think, oh, I need to write a list. I need to write a list. And I never write a list. <laughs> and then I get to the grocery store, and guess what? I forget half the stuff I went there for. And I'm like, dang, I should have wrote a list. <laughs> right. You know, and, and it's just simple things like that. But that the same thing, it's like, you know, if you want, I think if you want to do things in a structured order, then a list is something that you need to do, as tedious as it might be. Or um, I've heard some people say lists are for, like, children. Um, I don't need a list. You know, I've got a memory. But so much can happen. You know, like, for me, one day, I, I bumped into somebody I knew, and it was like I had in my mind when I got in the store, I had it in my mind what I needed. But then I bumped into someone and ended up having a conversation. And guess what? I forgot everything that I went there for. Right. So, you know, if, if I would have had that list, <laughs> it would have been a lot easier. Um, so I think lists are definitely good tools. And like you said, if when you're done, you're done. And if you want to do more, then 
that feeling of accomplishment, if you do get to do more, would be huge. Right, and that's what really builds momentum mm-hmm. when you start checking off your list. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it almost gives you like a, a, a high. You, you feel yeah. like this high everything you, every time you start checking off something. And I know yeah. people that they'll do something that they didn't put on their list. They'll go put it on their list and check it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it really, really helps you stay focused and build momentum and, and really take action because that, at the end of the day, that's where the rubber meets the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you can sit around, but it doesn't, you won't get very far. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's funny you bring that up because, you know, we're in this day and age where everybody's a big fan of the vision boards mm-hmm. where, you know, you put your pictures up and you just mm-hmm. sit around thinking about what you want. Mm, yeah, that that's all fine, but if you don't take action, your pictures, the, the, those posters will just be pictures of all the things you don't have. Yeah, yeah, there's kind of a fine line, I think, between reality and, like, I, I'm all for, you know, um, I'm all for a, a projecting abundance and, and all that, but you still have to do the work to yes. get where you want to go. Like, <laughs> it's reality, exactly. right? It's, real life it's not um i i hear what you're saying i've heard some people you know all you have to do is draw on this piece of paper what you want and it'll just come to you <laughs> you can manifest anything and i'm thinking i don't know that just doesn't that goes beyond logic really like, you know i'd like a h1 hummer but it's not really? just gonna fall in the sky into my yard <laughs> you know and if that does work for you let me know i'll i'll do whatever yeah. you do <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. So I think you know there has to be action, like you said, action Absolutely. behind it. Um, you know, you gotta, you got you definitely can't just sit around waiting for things to happen. So, Eric, tell me how can um, how can our listeners find you um, on your website and find your book as well? So they can find my book on the website. It's Eric E R I C. M Twigs T W I G G S dot com. Visit my website, EricMTwigs.com, and you'll see the title of my book right there, the, the Discipline of Now. Just click on it and it'll take you right there. Awesome. And can they get it in like an ebook format as well or is it just yes. paper? Okay. Yes, it's um both paperback and it's also on on Amazon Kindle in the ebook format as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for um, letting me chat with you and giving our listeners a little um, peek into what you're doing and what your, what your message that you're putting out there. Cause I think it's huge. And I think we all have a bit of procrastination, some more than others. Um, but I definitely appreciate um what you're doing here with with people i think it's awesome and i think i'm just so happy to have you on the show hey thank you melissa yeah i really enjoyed your time well that was eric twiggs what a pleasure to have him on my podcast and to discuss things like procrastination 
um, that so many of us really kind of deal with on a day-to-day basis. I do definitely um, promote his book to, if you've got a chance, go take a look at his website. You can find it on my website, which is www.rawrelationships.net. And if you go to the podcast section, you'll find his website under the past uh, podcasts. So I wish everyone a great evening and we will talk again soon. Peace out.